OMG WTF, welcome to These American Gods, a discussion podcast of the Stars TV series American Gods. I'm Tim Pickerel. I'm Sarah Pickerel. And, oh yeah. It's just, <laughs> so weird. It's still weird to hear. <laughs> still weird it's been six months and it's still weird yeah so we got married six months ago um we haven't done a show together in about that long yeah so a little background we also do a discussion podcast called watches on the couch which is one about game of thrones as you might have guessed or mm-hmm. you might have followed us here from so one of the other things that you'll notice is there's only two of us yeah we're lonely it's uh it's been quite the series of unfortunate events leading up to our debut episode of this podcast it has it has the weather's been crap and uh roads are flooded Mm -hmm. so it's been raining non-stop for the past five days million years i don't know it's been a long (laughs) time it's never stopped been raining forever so right. we're normally joined by our friend mike davron also of watchers on the couch well obviously if i said normally i why would i i don't know i mean he's normally here when we're he's doing a podcast here. together like that's that's legit but he can't make it because the roads are flooded and other things and then we usually get some guest contribution from our friend chris nays mm-hmm. of the bacon and nays podcast he also wasn't able to send anything in for us because because of the weather right because of the weather yeah, yeah. he uh he works third shift so what normally happens is these shows that air on sunday nights he he uh he's at work at that time yeah. so he goes home watches the episode on monday morning mm-hmm. right before he goes to bed right well it took him like three hours to get home because of all the traffic because of the roads being flooded you know so he what? didn't get a chance to watch i'm it. hearing a lot of excuses and not a lot of uh ambition Ooh. from these guys no, I'm just kidding. Shots fired. Shots of no. arrows fired into a Viking. I can't wait until uh, we all get together and get to talk about it. No, but. it's going to be good. I was really hoping there's going to be a scene from this. At, well, if, you've, if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen the episode, so you know what scene I was talking about. And if you watch Watchers, or if you listen to Watchers on the couch, you know why I wanted Mike here to talk about that scene. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll have to circle back with him next episode mm-hmm. and discuss it. Definitely. All right. So, do you want to start talking about? Uh, do you just want to go through like want, scene by scene? Should we actually start talking about the show that the podcast maybe. is about? We could stop leading up to it. You know, maybe actually. <laughs> We're going to tease you all. It's been seventeen minutes <laughs> into the show. That's our show. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for listening. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> well, this is only the first episode. They've been, I would say, ninety percent accurate with the book so far. Right. Uh, yeah, except for the order of events. Those were a little off. But okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. It didn't start with a coming to America story. It started with Shadow Moon in the book. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and this is also, this coming to America also wasn't even in the book. Or it was, and we both just forgot about it because I do remember a story. I'm not going to say what it is because that might come later, mm-hmm. but I do remember a story. That was talking about Norsemen coming Norsemen to America. Coming to America, um, and their God already. Be, maybe their God was already there. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. And I, you just read it. <laughs> I know. And I, I've read it like a few months ago. I know. So. Well, you know, I have the worst memory yeah. ever. So. Well, I do know that, and now the audience knows that too. Yeah. Well. You're welcome, guys. Okay. <laughs> but no, it was a really good scene, even if it wasn't in the book. So mm-hmm. right off the bat. And it's very... If any of you are familiar with Spartacus, 
the uh, the Stars TV show mm-hmm. Spartacus. What? A lot of the little on the graphic side, very graphic, and it was also yeah. like cartoony to the point where like it's really gory, but at the same time, it's also humorous in right. its gore. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It didn't feel real. Like yeah. it was, it was very gory, but it didn't. It was, car- yeah, it was cartoony, like, like three hundred. Yeah. Well, I never saw that movie. Oh. And I never saw Spartacus either. Oh. Right. So. Anyway. Right. Right after that scene where we have the Vikings landing in North America. Yeah. And then hightailing it out of there oh after they get killed by, or one of them gets killed by natives. Well, one of them, but yeah, but then they basically just like, they murder each other. Like. For their blood sacrifice. So. Th- they keep trying. Yeah. The All Father will see oh, them. That's so, so get interesting. Out of there. Yeah. But then we actually get into where the book begins with Shadow mm-hmm. Moon. Yeah. In prison. Right. And he has three days left to his sentence. Um, five days. Five days? Five days. Okay, I'm sorry. He gets out three days early. Okay. So five days left in his sentence um, and uh, calls his honey, Laura, mm-hmm. and starts out with, I love you. Mm-hmm. That was really sweet. Um, but yeah, he's just ready to go home and... and you know, be with her and live a normal life. And spoiler, that doesn't happen. Oh, I know. You're spoiling that. Well, you're spoiling the first five minutes of I the know, show. I can't. In the first fifteen minutes of this one, right? <laughs> I don't know. It was it was interesting because going back and reading the book and then and then watching this, like you don't get all of the little like nuances of like. He always says, I love you first because it's a good thing to say and why not say it, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and why she calls him puppy, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get that uh, from the show yet. You might. They might do a flashback. Maybe. Yeah. but It would seem like those are, well, the puppy one for sure would seem like an important one to establish. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's true of a lot of mm-hmm. books that are turned into shows. There's a lot of inner monologue and Mm -hmm. descriptions that you just can't translate into screen right so we're introduced to his inmate loki lysmith which is uh interesting it's a very interesting uh like that's not how i the actor and like the manner of speaking is not what i pictured in my head really i pictured kind of like an older uh older guy for some reason i never did i always thought it would be like a young kind of creepy guy oh okay yeah well there you go you win <laughs> you win the imagination game. I, that's right that's right okay so he's released um and loki he's he's recounting a story that loki told him about um don't piss off ladies in airports right especially if they work for united especially if they work for united yeah so yeah um shadow tries to get on a plane and he immediately gets his ass kicked by the flight attendants <laughs> and he's told he can't go anywhere so right. yeah no he is able to get on a flight the next day mm-hmm. and then ian mcshane's character shows mm-hmm. what is that that's a cat that's a cat going ape shit i'd say we close the door but then he's just gonna be loud <laughs> he'll actually be at the door <laughs> so apologies for the cat sounds in the background yeah yeah, I loved Ian McShane, uh, McShane's character, though. Yeah, no, that that casting is great. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, just confirmed yeah, no. and denied at the hate same it, time. Love it. Love it and hate it. That's okay. 
No, I love him. I love him as Mr. Wednesday. I just yeah, think it's, it's so brilliant. It's great casting. So far, all the casting, I think, has been good. Yeah. When we're introduced to him on the plane, mm-hmm. after he does a uh, con to actually get into first class on the plane, right. which, was that in the book? No, it was not. Yeah, I didn't think so. No. Um, and actually, they talk about Shadow actually brings up different types of cons, mm-hmm. and that was not in the book either. Um, Mr. Wednesday would bring up all these different types of cons and he would talk about like oh this was my favorite con because blah 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 right 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 right. and um shadow was just listening at that point but yeah that's how they made a connection on on in the show you never really learned what in the book you never really learned what shadow did for a living either did he, you yeah he was a he worked at the fight the fight club place it wasn't a fight club but it was um a place i think they did like boxing and other fighting oh and uh, he he worked there to help work people out, and that's what Ro- that's what Robbie. Oh well, that makes sense. Sometimes. Robbie was giving him his old job back, basically. Oh, yeah. Boy, somehow I just missed that part. Uh-huh. I must have just skimmed right over that. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. He okay. finds out that both Lori and his friend Robbie are dead. Yeah. Laura and his friend. Did I said Lori. Yeah, you did, but that's okay. Okay, Laura and his friend Robbie are dead. And they they show the picture of Robbie. Yeah. And it's Dane Cook. Was it Dane Cook? No, it was Dane Cook. I told, oh, oh, yes, he is playing Robbie. So I imagine that they will be doing flashbacks. They have to. Because otherwise, that's like really, that's, that's pretty decent casting. Or I know, like a big for, just a photo. for just a photo. I didn't realize it was like, that was his foot. I know he looked familiar, but like I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. Oh, man. Yeah, they've got to do flashbacks then to make that make sense. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're going to stretch this story out Mm -hmm. into multiple seasons. Oh, is that what they're doing? This is just a single season? Oh, no, no, no. Because there's only eight episodes this season. Oh, geez. Okay. So I think... Well, we'll, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about that because there might be people that... That haven't read the book. Haven't read the book. And it, well, Mike is one of those people, and you know how he hates spoilers. He hates spoilers, so I don't want to like say where I think certain parts of the book are going to. Yeah, break let's up. not let's not fast forward then. But I think they're thinking this is going to be three seasons. Oh my gosh! Okay, and Billiquis, 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 Billiquis. Mm-hmm. Can I just call her Billy? Sure. Is that okay? Yeah. Do we care? I don't. Okay. All right. So, oh my gosh. I didn't think she looked that ragged, honestly. I mm-hmm. mean, her skin was not very glowy, but like other than that, like she looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. So her asking, I don't want to call him a John because they were on a date. Like it wasn't. Yeah, they it, met on Tinder. Yeah. Um, did they meet on Tinder? Did they talk about I that? Don't know. They were. They met online. I think they. I think he mentioned something about his phone. Yeah. So. Uh, Anyway, oh my, okay. That scene, can we talk about that scene for just a second? We can absolutely talk about that scene. Okay, what did you think about it? I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, I was wondering how they were going to do it. Yeah. Because they had, to, they had to do it. It's like such a big scene, and they cast her. Right. So, like, that, if they're going to have her in it, they have to have that scene. They, because that is the pivotal, that's not pivotal, but it is it's her such scene. a unique yeah, it is her scene, literally. Like, that is the scene she is in. But um, it's just such a unique idea. Mm-hmm. 
And then how they did it at the very end, I was I was laughing my ass off too. And I, I remember sitting on the couch and like looking over at you, and you looking over at me, and we're just both like giggling. You know? Get in there! <laughs> it's like it was like reverse birth. It looked like <laughs> which was that was a uh, that was the name of our uh, when I lived with Mike and Scott. Yeah. Our when we played the game Rock Band. Okay. Our yeah. band was called Reverse Birth. It was not. It was. Oh my god! And you could make the in the older rock band games, you could actually make the logo your band logo. Uh huh. So I made it so it was the uh, the female bathroom <laughs> yeah. symbol, like the figure with the skirt, right. with her legs open, and then the male figure was going at first up the dress. Oh my god! And that was before I read American Gods. So. There you go. But he went foot first. Or maybe, well, dick first, really, if we're going to... But how? How is that possible? How do you how do you go, like, dick first into, like, get your lower half swallowed in? Yeah. Um. So she looked like <laughs> a giant. She looked a little bit like a giant. Or was he or shrinking? I think he was shrinking. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Or maybe she was giant. I don't know. Oh my gosh. That was just so crazy. And it was so funny how they did it. Yeah, when his little head would just like win in. It was just like, oh my God. That's what she said. (laughs) All right, what else you got? We could talk about Matt Sweeney. Well, let's talk about Matt Sweeney. Okay. Let's talk about Matt Sweeney. What's that? Let's talk about Matt Sweeney. (laughs) So, uh,. He's a leprechaun. He's a leprechaun. He's a very tall leprechaun. That's a stereotype. Yep. Apparently. Apparently. So, Mad Sweeney. So, do you know some of the lore behind Mad Sweeney? The character that he's mm-hmm. based off? I don't. I know nothing. So, they aren't really sure if he is a leprechaun or if he is a, a king. A leprechaun king? A leprechaun king. A leprechaun? Leprechaun. But yeah, that's, that's kind of like... It, and he goes mad. He goes mad well, for sure. Mad Sweeney. Um, I don't know. I don't know a lot about it, but it was. It, that was one of the things. Like they weren't sure: is he a king or is he a leprechaun, or maybe he's both. We don't know. But in the the show, apparently, he's just a leprechaun. Okay, that knows coin tricks. The crocodile bar was really cool. How they like set that up? Yeah, that was very. They did a great job very with true that. To the book. Mr. Wednesday finds. Shadow Moon at the Crocodile Bar offers him a uh, Mr. Wednesday offers Shadow Moon a job and they flip for it. Mm-hmm. With Shadow's trick coin. Right. Well, it wasn't his trick coin. It was a trick toss. Right. Yeah. He flubs it or Mr. Wednesday flubs it. You know. Flubs it for him. Flubs it for him. So it comes out in Mr. Wednesday's favor. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get a job, folks. That's um, how you if, do it. You just flip a coin. And these, and you these, don't need to worry about a resume. Right. And you these, don't. In these troubled times, <laughs> when uh, job markets what it is, mm-hmm. if you ever find yourself out of luck, just flip a coin. Or find a guy to flip a coin with. Yeah. Find a guy that's looking for an employee. Right. An errand boy, and really. Flip a coin. Yeah. Or errand girl, depending on you know. And we don't presume genders. Right. What's your What's your pronoun? Um, <laughs> Beardkin. Oh, okay, good. 
they basically sealed the deal over three shots of mead, mm-hmm. which is not how you drink mead. Yeah, I've never seen mead in shots before. Yeah, I had I had issue with that. As somebody who drinks mead. But they got they had to get through that part of it. Yeah. Otherwise it's a lot of mead to drink. <laughs> yeah. Just chug it down. Three pints of mead. Which cues the fight between Shadow Moon and Mad Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Where you uh you started to cringe a little bit in that fight. Did I? Yeah, when uh when Shadow actually gets the upper hand for a little bit and starts pounding on Mad Sweeney's face. Well, his face was getting so bloody. That was a little too real for me. I know it wasn't like I know it wasn't real, but it just felt really like raw. Shadow wakes up in the back of a car with a gold coin. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wednesday driving. They are going to Eagle Point. Eagle, yeah, Eagle Point. Eagle Point to mm-hmm. um, Laura's funeral. Laura's, yeah, Laura's funeral. And uh, that's when you get to meet the lovely Audrey with the not weird mouth. Yeah, she looks like she got dosed with Joker's uh, toxin. I don't know. It was just really odd, and I felt like her lips were not in sync with what she was saying, too. Maybe that was maybe it was, that was the TV. That could have been it, but like everyone else was synced. So I feel like it was just like that was just a her thing, you know? Yeah, like, it is weird. It's like I don't. I'm not familiar with that actress, yeah. even though she looks familiar. Yeah, she looked familiar to me at least, and so I know I've seen her in something before, but I can't place it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if her mouth was like that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for making fun of her mouth, but no, it, it wasn't. Was just, it, was like, it was really distracting, though. I could not take anything she was saying like seriously. Her unfortunately, upper, her upper lip was like locked in place. Betty Glippen. Okay, G- Gilpin. What else has she been in? Uh, let's find out. Somebody listening to this right now. Well, she was such and such, you dumbass. Yeah, well, she's like pretty low on the. I don't know. It's finally working. Yeah, her lips like that in real life, apparently. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they didn't just give her this lip for the show. <laughs> so bizarre. She was in True Story. Don't know it. Don't Ghost know. Town. Nope. Nurse Jackie. Uh, nope. I never saw it, but I uh, I know that show. Yeah. I've never seen her in anything. Death, Love. Nope. Whatever that is. Oh, she was in American Gods. Oh, that right? might be where I know her from. Masters of Sex. Elementary. She was in Elementary. Who was she in Elementary? Uh, Fiona Hellbron. Tells me nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. I mean, she was in a lot of stuff, but yeah. Not all bit parts? It seems that way. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So she... Uh, she, understandably, as a character, is really upset because... Robbie and Laura were having an affair. Right. And, well, Robbie's dick uh, came off in the accident. Yeah. It just came clean off. As dicks do. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. I didn't know if you knew that about uh, male anatomy. What's that? When we get into an accident, our dick immediately ejects. Like, what kind of accident are we talking about? Pretty much any accident. Like little fender benders? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Anything where the airbag deploys, the dick also comes off. Is it like is it like an eject button with like a DVD? Is it that kind of thing, or is it is it more well, like? No, that's pretty slow. That's like. <sighs> I'm trying to think what would be like a comparable like something that you do in a daily life. Like what would be in a daily life? In your daily life, how often do you eject in a daily life? I'm sorry. How often do you eject? Eject. <laughs> 
What are we talking every about? damn day. Okay. No, I'm just talking about like what's a normal thing that people can recognize is like, oh, I know that motion. Like, what is this dick? This this dick uh, thing you're talking about? I'm literally talking about like James Bond ejecting out of the top of a car. Oh. That's what our dicks do. Damn, with such force, does it actually tear your pants? Like, that's pretty. That's pretty forceful. Well, yeah. So it just comes straight through the pants. Uh-huh. So, so it takes some time to actually find the dick to put it back in. Well, the dick only is found if it wants to be found. At that point, it's on its own. So if it comes back to you, it was meant to be. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly how it works. That's great. Usually you just wake up the next morning and it's back. Oh, I totally understand now. I had no idea that that was a thing for the thing. It's totally a thing thing. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Who knew? I did. I just told you. Well, yeah, I don't know if our listeners knew, though. Hey, if you knew about that, write in. Let us know. If you've been in an accident, guys, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds serious. Ejaculation. Ejaculation. (laughs) Anyway, um, so (laughs) Audrey is understandably upset about the whole situation um, about Laura and Robbie being together but not together and um and so they're at the funeral she's saying a lot of inappropriate things shadow is very uncomfortable and then shadow hangs around after burying her his wife Mm -hmm. um and basically yells at her yells at the grave of his ex-wife or his uh past wife well how would you say that not late ex- wife? Late wife. Yeah, late wife. Um, and then Audrey, you see her stumbling in the background. Mm-hmm. And she, she comes into frame and uh, she's been drinking. She pissed on her husband's grave, her late husband's grave, and uh, then tries to fuck Shadow. Yeah. As you do. As you do. Shadow had gotten this coin, this really shiny, wonderful gold coin, I'm assuming from Mad... Well, I know it's for Mad Sweeney, but right. um, he drops it in the grave, and you see it swallowed. So then, the only other thing that happens is on his way or leaving the leaving the cemetery, he uh, finds this glowy thing yeah. in the field. <laughs> that was so fucked up. Okay, I'm sorry, but that was really like weird because what was weird about it? Well, that was not. I get why they did it this way for the show. Like, it was really interesting how they did this for the show, but, like, there was an actual limo in the book. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I feel like a lot of liberties were taken here. Well, I mean, for there's a lot of liberties taken for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. According to Neil Gaiman, because he is the executive producer of the show. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that they've changed because... There's a feeling that the show has to be contemporary with the time that it's made in. Right. As opposed to the time it was written When was in. it written? Early 2000s. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Probably. How does that make you feel? Early 2000s was almost 20 years ago. It makes me feel freaking old. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. I think the book's like 15 years old. <sighs> yeah. So like nowadays, like virtual reality, like at home virtual reality is a real thing like before yeah like the earliest the only other time i remember virtual reality is like in the early 90s and you had to go to an arcade to 
be surrounded by block people. Mm-hmm. So to be surrounded by block people, they were they were just like they were like just polygon colored ships and things like that what? that you could yeah uh, there was an arcade place in the mall called Exilarama and there it would be a ring I don't remember that well you weren't here well no but I had arcades where I grew up yeah but in Springfield they like just got 1993 arcades like a oh, year okay. ago okay so we're like Canada basically is what you're saying no you're, <laughs> you're way behind Canada <laughs> I remember the cool thing was the poker game got lots of tickets playing poker you didn't get tickets playing virtual reality. No, I'm sure you didn't. No, it was a. Uh, it's a reward in itself. It was a. It was a ring that you'd step up in, and then you'd have a ring that surrounded you, so you didn't like tip over. Okay. But you couldn't like you couldn't really move around too much. Like it didn't. It couldn't recognize like where your hands were in mm-hmm. space. Didn't have sensors for that. You just had like a joystick in your hand that yeah. you moved around with. And like the only one that I really remember was you just like walk around and like shoot things okay and like it would shoot like this big diamond shaped thing and then it hit something and then they'd explode into polygons did it blow your mind like was it one of those things that Um, just was so amazing well i never did it how are you talking about it like you know what it is then because i went to the arcade and i saw it and they show it on the display monitor oh okay all right why did you never do it because i was like 12 years old and i didn't have the money for it because back then it cost like Twelve dollars for like ten minutes or something oh, like that's that. Ridiculous. It was that's really dumb. It was insane. Yeah, it was very expensive. Yeah, that's silly. But yeah, now everybody's got one. Like you can get one for like two hundred bucks for your house. And mm-hmm. Little VR headset. Little VR headset. Yep. And so now there's a VR headset in American Gods that attaches to your face like a face hugger from Aliens. Right. Yeah. No, it just lo- lurched at him. Like lunged at him. Mm-hmm. The shadow gets sucked into a virtual world or a mm-hmm. virtual limousine mm-hmm. where he comes in contact with the technical boy. Yeah. Which is his personification is different as well as oh, compared absolutely. to the book. So yeah. in the book, he's like the. He's a fat kid. He's the fat basement dwelling kid mm-hmm. that we were mostly familiar with growing up. <laughs> um, were we familiar from, with them? Well, I was one. Were you fat? No, I wasn't fat. I was about to say. But I had lots of fat friends. <laughs> Some of my best friends were fat. Oh, okay. So it's okay to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. But so, yeah, he was total douchebag, though. Total douchebag. Yeah, that's true, regardless of the time period the book is That's true. So yeah, it was, it was, it was the, uh, the technical boy was in the book is the, the basement-dwelling neckbeard troll-type person. Uh-huh. And then this modern personification is like the Silicon Valley wannabe that vapes and shit. Right. So. Yeah. You know, a little, uh, little liberties there. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, like, still it was... The same character. Same just character. And he was vaping. He was technically vaping in the 2000 version, too, in the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and oh my then, god, vaping started because of that book. It could have been, maybe. I don't know. You know how technology always follows after science fiction, and even though Neil Gaiman like writes very interesting type of science fiction, like it's just it's not. It is science fiction, but there's really no no. It's science fiction. It's fantasy. It's. It's reality. It's like this whole genre. Like, you don't have a box that it actually yeah, it fits spans, in. Yeah, it spans genre. Yeah. 
I don't know. But yeah, it's like Star Trek and the whole tablet thing like that. The ta- Star Trek came first. I'm a big fan of how the tablets um, in Star Trek look way clunkier than the tablets that we actually have. Um, yeah. Like even looking at the ones in the next generation. Well, if you look... Yeah. But if you look at the... Like three inches thick. I know. If you look at where we came from, though, technology-wise, mm-hmm. as far as like where the tablets were, where cell phones were at some point, you know, I mean, like that was it. Mm-hmm. And then we just keep getting sleeker, and sleeker fancier. and sexier technology, and fancier. Put yeah. an Apple logo on it. <laughs> yeah, it's not even Apple. Just put an Apple logo on it. No big deal. Yeah, that's all that anybody cares about is curves and apples. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's a Isaac Newton wet dream. <laughs> How many Apple products are in here right now? <laughs> I don't know. Too many. One, two. Anyway, so the uh, technical boy calls these these goons, basically, his children. Mm-hmm. So these two guys that are like roughing these, up shadow. These faceless constructs that appear. Con- yeah. Yeah, they are. As opposed to actual goons in the book. Right. So odd. Um, and then there's like, they multiply. There's just so many of them by mm-hmm. the end of it. thought it was pretty cool, though, how they began... And ended the show with like the same kind of feeling, or at least the same kind of bloodbathian, bloodbathiness. Yeah, you know, because all the contract. It's a, the other thing that's interesting is these are like these are constructs in like the digital realm, mm-hmm. but then they get like jettisoned out to beat up Shadow and like and lynch him. Yeah, and then they bleed everywhere when right. they all get killed. Yeah. That was weird. Because they did all get killed. Right. By someone. Don't know who. Don't know who yet. We'll find out. Unless yeah. we don't. What kind of bad storytelling would that be then? That would be terrible storytelling. It would be lazy, lazy storytelling. storytelling. Yeah. So speculations for the next episode? I can't. You can't? You have no speculations. I have speculations, but I think it's based off of my, my knowledge, of knowledge of the book. And I feel like I would be giving stuff away. So... Yeah, me too. We'll need Mike here to actually do speculations. I know. His he should get really his like seriously. crystal ball out and like what's it gonna be? Mm-hmm. What do you think it's gonna be? Well the one thing that I've noticed from the previews and I mean technically this is a spoiler from the book, but I guess it doesn't really matter, is characters appear Earmuffs. Earmuffs, Mike. <laughs> well Mike's not gonna read the book. So Alright, spoiler for the book, what is it? They've shown they've shown characters that haven't appeared yet in their in the previews that shouldn't appear for a while. Right, that's absolutely true. So even, a lot of promotional materials for a lot of the characters that haven't haven't shown up yet. Right. Yeah. So I'm assuming like a lot of like even these bit part mm-hmm. um, characters that they they've shown the casting for already mm-hmm. that don't have as much prominence in the book. I'm thinking they're going to have recurring roles in the show. They should. So they'll expand on the storyline, especially if they want to fill multiple seasons of this. Yeah. Oh, I did want to talk about the intro, though. Like, their actual graphics intro with all the neon neon signage. Oh, sure. That was so cool. Mm -hmm. Like, just... And it was very, like... It was very Las Vegas meets Old Town, uh, you know, Dirty Bar. Mm -hmm. Um, back alley kind of I just loved it I like yeah I like those two I really like they're they're really good the cable these ca- the these movie channel series like stars HBO mm-hmm. they always do a really good job with their intros yeah. like 
I mean, Game of Thrones, like that one's iconic now. Mm-hmm. The way that the kind of steampunky mechanical map oh, that, yeah, it, it's very cool. that it flies over. And then the other one that I was thinking of was, you, you don't watch it, but Black Sails mm-hmm. has a very cool intro as well. Does it? Yeah. I don't know. Just graphic treatments like that. Like anything that's, I don't know, just kind of gritty. Mm-hmm. It's not all shiny. Or just like cool. Like that's why that's like one of the main appeal. I don't know if it's really a main appeal, but one of the things that you look forward to when you see a James Bond movie mm-hmm. is the intro treatment. Yeah, that's true. But at any rate, mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Okay. Thank you for joining us for this first episode of These American Gods for the first episode of American Gods. Next week, we should have Mike in the studio with us. We should have some contributions from our friend Chris Nays. And we're actually, hopefully we'll have some other content that we're going to be adding to the show as well. So it's just not us talking at each other for a few minutes. I don't mind that, though. No, that's fun. I enjoy it, too. But I want to... No, I, I yeah. We have some ideas for some other things that just didn't make it in time for the airing of this show. That's true. You can find out more about this show by visiting theseamericangods.com. You can also figure out how you can figure out how. Figure you can it also, out, guys. You can also contribute to the show. We're actually looking for Oh, that was what I wanted to talk about this what? episode. What do you want to talk about? Um, we're all like really big Neil Gaiman fans. Oh, yeah. Huge. So one of the thing, uh, things I wanted to open this show with, and now that we're talking about it at the end of the show, was what was your Neil Ga- introduction to Neil Gaiman? Oh, um, Neverwhere. Neverwhere? Yeah. It's a great book. I actually haven't read that one. I know. My introduction to it was, technically my first introduction to it, I didn't even know it was Neil Gaiman. But he wrote an episode of Babylon 5 oh, in so you, season 5. So I saw like one of my favorite episodes of Babylon 5 yeah. was written by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. But the other thing, also some of, like he did a couple of Doctor Who episodes yeah. that were really good as well. I know. And then, but no, my all-time first exposure to Neil Gaiman was the Sandman graphic novel. Mm-hmm. My dad had one of them in his library cool. and I really enjoyed it. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never really got into Sandman, but I did love the Doctor Who Neil Gaiman crossover. Mm-hmm. It just really like it touched me right here, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, he's such a he's an epic writer, yeah. and like if you don't like, even if you're listening to this podcast and you don't like the show, like who are you? First of all, <laughs> but um, yeah, I would just definitely check out other things that he has written. Um, Stardust, I think, is one that he did. Yeah, Stardust which is, is brilliant. That's a great movie. I didn't read the book, but I've seen the movie. Okay, yeah. I actually haven't. That's the funny thing. I'm such a big fan of Neil Gaiman's work, but I've read almost nothing. <laughs> I've read American Gods. Yeah, I'm, but I'm mostly familiar with him through uh, TV, movies, and uh, comic books. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely need to pick out more books. I've heard great things about the Graveyard Book. Oh yeah, I just finished reading that. Did you? Yeah. It was yeah, fantastic. To, I'm to, I'm in the middle of uh, the ocean at the end of the lane too. I haven't finished it yet, but okay. I'm like halfway through it. Well, Chris from Bacon and Nays was looking for some recommendations, so there you go, Chris. There's a few for you. Mm-hmm. But as I was saying, the reason I wanted to talk about like what our introduction to Neil Gaiman was is I'm looking for fan contributions. Oh yeah, to let us cool. know what your introduction to Neil Gaiman was, your favorite Neil Gaiman work, or any like kind of how it affected your life story. I'd like to close out the show with those or a couple of those, so you can go to theseamericangods.com to find out more about how to contribute to that, or I can give you a quick rundown. Just record a video, upload it to YouTube as unlisted, and then shoot me a link to it. 
and it might appear at the end of the show. Yeah, that's a great idea. Cool. Well, I had no you. idea you were going to do that. So, well, maybe if you check the website, you would have known that. Oh, why don't you? Busted. Why don't you ever follow anything that I do? <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, I'm Tim Pickerel. I'm Sarah Pickerel, and not, <laughs> I almost gave the ending to the other podcast. And we're watchers on the couch. Yeah, we uh, are actually watchers on the couch. Actually, this episode will appear on Watchers of the Couch as well. Okay. So cool. if. Well, we're watchers on the car- couch and uh, these American guys. These American guys. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>